Smartcast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of introducing special guest Gunther Mueller to the show. Optimal physical and mental health strategist, Gunther has spent the better part of the last decade working closely with over 300 medical professionals in a variety of specialties, assisting them in bringing life-changing therapies to their patients that help them feel young, healthy, and vibrant again. Gunther enjoys living in Anthem, Arizona, and loves to ski, water and snow, kite surf, hike, bike, read, and experience the life he loves in the American Southwest. He delivers the education, insights, understandings, and sometimes complex information in simple, easy to understand conversation that inspires people to act and take charge of their own life now. Today, Gunther is extremely excited to be sharing the revolutionary magnetic mind method that has taken the personal development movement by storm so that his clients can learn how to turn thoughts into things and become conscious creators as they also can have a life that they absolutely love. Having the entrepreneurial spirit for the past 30 years, Gunther has been involved in several different industries created, bought, and sold businesses, and earned millions of dollars in the process, which gives him a unique perspective and ability to see things differently and to coach his clients through sometimes daunting problems and life situations. Gunther has been personally mentored by Chris Duncan, the creator of the Magnetic Mind Method, and is certified to assist others in learning how to mag- magically manifest a life that they love in all aspects. It's a great pleasure that I welcome Gunther to the show. Welcome to the show, Gunther. Hey, Jason. Thank you so much. Really excited to be here on the Social Psychic Radio. Um, been anticipating being a guest on the show here for a while. So, you know, uh, what I'm here to do to share with your listeners today is really just about uh, how to make life easier, less painful, more exciting, just getting more of everything that you would just love to manifest in your life. Put it this way. What you just said, I think, 99.9% of our audience is in need for after what we've been through the last year and a half. So um, let's, let's go, let's, let's buckle up and let's get on that, on that, on that train 
and let's let's talk about the magnetic mind method. And and I, I just look forward to like getting into this stuff with you because I know you have a lot of useful tips to share with us. And and before we did our actual formal interview, I, I know we were talking briefly and I was telling you one of my favorite things that I've learned to do in my life in the last few, few years is to manifest. Yeah. And I want to ask you this before we start, what's your, if you could describe to our audience what your viewpoint is on manifestation and how you view it in the prism of your personal experience. Yeah, that's a great question. So we all need a way to visualize, you know, what kind of reality looks like in our own mind from our faith-based background, you know, somehow we have a, a worldview. And so my worldview, how I imagine the quantum physical reality to be based on the science and I, I want to preface it with, you know, this is not my opinion. We've got about 40 years of scientific research now in the quantum physical world that tells us the nature of the universe and how it works. So the way I look at it is manifestation is we live in a field of infinite possibilities, meaning anything that you ever imagined or even not imagined exists in the field of infinite possibilities. And when we manifest something, we are just bringing one of those possibilities out of the infinite choices that exist into our present moment active experience. And as soon as it moves to the present moment, it becomes part of the past. So I visualize it in that of this infinite field of possibilities, I'm focusing on the one that I want. I'm focusing on the one possibility that I love. And I'm like a tractor beam, like on the Starship Enterprise, bringing, bringing that possibility into my active experience so that my current reality becomes that. And that, to me, is the most illustrative or visual way that I've come up with on how to describe what manifestation is actually like. I call myself an accidental manifester. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by this. I have one of those really large dry erase boards before COVID hit. I had it in my law office. And when COVID became prevalent, I went back to my office and brought it to my house and said, you know what? I'm not using this in my office. I'm going to use this as a personal manifestation board. So I put it up on my wall last year, COVID hits. And I wrote down like five things. One, organize the garage. Two, uh, sort my office. Three, catch up on this. Four, catch up on that. Five, clean. Within a month, those five things were done. Now, were they done the way I expected it to be done? No. I say accidental because during COVID, my mom came to visit me and she helped me organize the garage. My assistant came to my office, organized my office. The other things I listed on that list got done out of necessity and because of. A skeptic could say, hey, that has nothing to do with manifestation. I'd say, guess what? That's happened since last year. Too many times to count. Every time I write something on this manifestation board and I focus on it, I meditate on it. I wake up in the morning, I look at it. I go to bed at night, I look at it. I meditate on it. I wake up. And for some reason, that momentum works for me. Yeah. And I wanted to see, and that's just my personal anecdote, but I wanted to see based on what I'm sharing with you, have you had a similar experience like that with your own personal manifestation goals or what's your, what's your take? What you're putting up there is a very, very good point. And it's the fact that we have to know what we want. We don't necessarily have to know how it's going to come about. 
So you just had a crystal clear example there of you didn't need to know how the garage was going to get cleaned up. All you had was that the you had the intention and you had the desire and you probably had some emotion around it that you really wanted it. You'd really maybe love to have your garage organized and not have it look the way it looked, right? And so it was like an emotional, desirous uh, state of being. And the fact that you wrote it on the board and you saw it in the morning and you saw it at night, you were reminding your super conscious self that it was something you desired. It's something that you wanted. And so I love you, it. <laughs> you sent that vibration into this field of infinite possibilities. You, you were clear on the what you wanted to happen. And I don't think you set an exact time on it. It was just you want it to happen. And I believe in divine timing, so I let the universe fill that blank in. Yeah, and the, the way I the way I refer to um, divine timing is I like to use the phrase as soon as possible. Like I would like my garage organized and clean up, cleaned up as soon as possible. And so then whenever your mother got there, that was in the field, and she was probably disposed and inclined to help you organize stuff, and she probably needed something to do. So that <laughs> right? That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. So in my life, that happens. We, we call it serendipity. We call it coincidence. We call we have names for this stuff. But what we're here to talk about is how to actually learn how to become super conscious, to create what it is you want and not be so attached as to how it's going to show up. Allow the universe to create the conditions, the circumstances, the people, the surroundings. And when you open yourself up to those possibilities, and it doesn't have to be exactly your way, right? And it's a great time to even think about, you know, our traditional way of goal setting. We've been taught to set smart goals, right? Where we got to say what we want. Here's the date. has to happen by this time. Here's the five things that have to get done, and they have to happen in this order, right? And it has to happen by this date. And so what happens? The date goes by. We're depressed because we didn't hit our goal. And because we were so specific about it had to happen, there was no room for the magic, there was no exactly. coincidence, right? All right. I want to ask you this. We're going we're gonna to get into your stuff. And I just want to ask you, from your vantage point, why haven't we heard about the magnetic mind method before? Because it is new. In the evolution of the personal development industry, this is a revolution in that space. And so Chris Duncan is the creator. It took him about four or five years to put this together. And again, well, our work here is riding on the shoulders of people like Greg Braden, Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, you know, the neuroplasticity of the mind, auto-suggestion, hypnosis. I mean, everything that's come before us in the personal development movement is all great. People have had results. Um, and it's all good things. Like I, I do some training for one of Tony Robbins's companies, Dean Graciosi. I work for some of these guys and doing different training events. When I met Chris, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, man, this is quintessentially different than everything else that I've done in the personal development movement. And believe me, over 30 years, I spent a couple hundred grand on personal development stuff. Oh, sure. Courses, books, retreats, seminars, strategies, process. I've done it all. So I've been a truth seeker kind of all of my life. <laughs> and um, I came across this method. And I'm like, holy crap, this, um, this is very different for one reason. We are not coming from the aspect that we're broken in any way or we need to fix anything about ourselves. And the majority of the personal development movement is 
constantly going back to fix something about yourself so that you can have what you want. And what we're presenting here today is just that we're going to back out of the problem solving reality, meaning in our conscious mind, we're figuring out how to get what we want and we're going to solve some sort of problem, whether it's money, love, health, it doesn't matter what it is, we want more of whatever it is we want. And we we've been taught to solve the problem. So imagine for a second, if we can back out of the problem solving stance and we move into the creative stance. And we only focus on what we want. We only focus on what we love. And we hold the disposition that the future is not going to be better. My life is not going to be better when I get what I want. It's just going to be different than it is now. And that's a profound concept right there. It means the current reality or what is now is not bad. It's not broken. It's not messed up. It's just not what we choose anymore. And, you know, you hear me say that become a conscious creator so you can create the life that you love. I'm here to tell you the truth is you already are a conscious are. creator. You already are. Every day. Every day, right? I'll give you the best example of this. And I, we all fall prey to this. You wake up in the morning. You go to get coffee. You have a big interview coming up for a job or maybe for you giving a presentation or I might be coming on a podcast. So I'm wearing like my favorite shirt. I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I get the coffee. When I'm drinking it in the car, I drop it, you know, some spill some coffee on me. Now, you have a choice. You yep. could go home, change that shirt and just, you know, say, hey, I'm manifesting an awesome outcome from this. I need to change my shirt because that shirt just wouldn't maybe go right for me. Or, you know, you just make it like, a joke about it. Or you could say, Oh my God, my bad day from hell just started with the spill on the shirt. And it's not going to end till later on when I stub my toe before I go lay my head on the pillow. Meaning manifestation can take one or two directions. You could reverse a manifestation in the middle of your bad day. That's about to happen. If you take the first step of it, in my opinion, and you say, this is just a negative situation, but I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going back on my path and I'm going to make this amazing of a day. And, and, and that's my belief. I don't know if you have any viewpoints on that as a, as a simplified example, like your, your typical bad day where you could literally in your mind envision a better outcome for yourself and get a detour from it, or you could sit in the script of it and have it plagued through your whole day. So what you just shared is a very practical reaction to something that happens. Okay. So let's, you know, you've heard it said, you know, crap happens, right? <laughs> yeah. Spill some coffee on your shirt and, and the disposition that you have in that moment, what are you going to do with that event, right? Now, you could say, did I create myself of spilling the coffee on my shirt? Am I responsible for that, right? I'm such a terrible person. I'm so clumsy. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. How could I do this to myself? It's going to ruin my whole day. Or you can do like you did. Just, oh, I'm going to buzz home real quick, get her shirt on. No big deal. I'm going to go about my day because crap happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> So this is a good example of the underlying identity that we've, we've crafted over a lifetime. From the time we popped out in this world, we've been trying to figure out what it's like here. Is the universe a benevolent place or is it a harsh place? What do I have to do in this world to get what I want? What do I have to do to get love? What do I have to do to get money or sustenance or food or a safe place to sleep or a safe place to live? What do I have to do to get those things? And from the time we're zero to about seven years old, the most impactful decisions get made because we're just figuring it out. We're taking the three-dimensional experience as an influence from our parents, our schools, our extended family, society. There's all these things that are coming into our field and we're making decisions about how it is, right? 
And then we start moving into those teenage years, adulthood years, and those things get reinforced even more. And the reason we made the decisions was to keep ourselves safe. Look, the human experience is very simple. We're keeping away from pain and we'd like to move towards pleasure. And if you just hold in that simple thing, we make choices or the egoic mind, the conscious mind is constantly trying to maintain the status quo. It's trying to keep you alive and it's trying to keep you safe based on what it knows how to manage. And when you start going off in some direction saying, hey, I wanna do this and I wanna do that and I wanna do that, it's that egoic conscious mind that says, oh, oh, wait a second, Jason, don't you know we've tried that before and that didn't work out so good? Why don't you just stay right here? Just come back here. You know that doesn't work for you or it hasn't worked for you. And so many of us have these underlying, everybody has some self-sabotaging subconscious programming that's been laid in and that's how we create our current reality and some people call it groundhog day some people call it patterns and i, I believe there's three scripts yeah yeah not bad script you gotta throw it out and put a good one in there exactly that's exactly. my opinion but so I, I like to think of the subconscious mind as a as windows 10 all right running your computer every once in a while microsoft sends down an update and whether you like Microsoft or not is not the uh, problem here, okay? Yeah. It's like they send up updates. iOS sends up an update, right? And they're not throwing out the whole code, right? They're not throwing out the entire operating system. They're rewriting a piece of the code. So if when we think of our subconscious mind, if we can just do a digital download to the subconscious and rewrite a part of the code, and then we restart and the code now is running a different program, and the reality changes, that's basically what we're talking about in the magnetic mind method. Now, the personal development space has been trying to change that subconscious programming by working through the conscious mind. So we're trying to hit the subconscious from the conscious. And that's the idea of positive mental attitude, affirmations, law of attraction, the secret. A lot of these things are coming back, come before us, right? And they do work they're just kind of slower and they just take more willpower and they take more diligence to do it through the conscious mind. In the magnetic mind method, what I'm going to show you is we're going to come from the super conscious level, just like Microsoft comes down to your computer, installs an update, rewrites that code, and we basically restart. And now there's a different program, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater or anything, but we, re we rewrite the part of the subconscious programming that no longer serves us. Because in the present moment, we're making a new decision. We are choosing to experience something else. And what I'm going to share with you guys is that what we need to choose is what we love. We've never been taught to really make choices from the creative stance saying, you know, what would I just love to experience? What would I just love to have? What do I want just because I want it? What do I want just because I want to experience it? We don't, we haven't been trained like that. We make choices by the process of elimination. We make choices based on consensus. Well, what are all my friends going to think? Well, I'm going to choose what they're going to approve of, right? And we don't really choose what I'm going to call our true choice, our true desire, our really, really deep-seated true choices, we've not been taught to choose from that place. So I ask you this, someone in the audience is going to listen to us talking and they're going to say, okay, what the heck is super conscious? Because when I'm awake, I'm conscious. So what makes it super? So the super conscious aspect of yourself has always been there. 
you just it probably don't have a solid relationship with it. And it's the piece of us that we forgot. We had to forget it to have the human experience. Because if you came into the human experience knowing your power and understanding that you're super conscious, this game of a human experience that we have right now wouldn't make any sense. It'd be a game changer. <laughs> it's only game changer, but the game wouldn't be any fun anymore. It wouldn't be a challenge because instantaneously you'd know your power and you'd create what you want and there's no challenge in that. So the actual human experience, why your spirit came into this physical manifestation of a body and having this, what I'm going to call it a limited experience, right? A, an experience where we've had scarcity, we've had limitation, we've had lack, we've experienced not enough. We have experienced smallness. We have experienced not being powerful. And the evolution of a lifetime, especially when you get to about where I am now, but I want to call it halfway through, right? I'm probably not that far behind you. <laughs> I'm 45, so. <laughs> I got 10 years on you. So, uh, you know, but you get to this point in life and maybe it starts happening in your 30s and 40s, you know, and you maybe have some kids and you got relationships that either worked or didn't work and you have some experience under your belt, right? And you get to this point in life and you're like, okay what's the real meaning here? Like what's really going on here? What's really important? And at this point, like you really start choosing how you're going to experience the balance of your days, let's put it right. And in the beginning of life, you're just kind of doing what comes at you. There's not a lot of consciousness about it, you know, and you're just doing maybe what everybody else does, what you've been told to do. And that's what I mean by kind of unconscious choosing unconscious choices. Right. So, I want to share with the audience the, the four creative stances because it put a, it'll put a context around our conversation. So the core, what I call the four core four creative stances, and they're all four of them are choices. I choose to live my true nature and purpose. I just choose it. I choose to live my true nature and purpose. The second one is I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. I just choose to be that predominant creative force in my life. Third one is I choose to live the life that I love. It's all encompassing, every aspect of life, money, relationships, health, whatever else you can think of. I choose to live the life that I love. And the fourth one is around health, which is very important. I choose to be healthy and vital. I just choose it. I desire it. I want it. I choose to be healthy and vital. And so when you become super conscious, you simply just learn to recode the resistance that's in the way of taking the obvious actions to turn those thoughts into things. And what happens is life just really becomes easier, less pain, more satisfaction, easier, more flow, and an overall just pleasing experience. Well, I'm looking at this. I just want to ask you this. I'm sorry. I'm looking at this and I, I believe heavily in meditation, affirmation, positive thing, like you just said, I think you brought up a few minutes ago. To me, this reflects, and I may be wrong, um, like hacking your reality in a way to show you what you can do to help with these self-defeating, these feeding thoughts, or these things that you've been stuck in, right? Your, your thought loop that you're stuck in repeatedly. I have clients that come to me for psychic readings or friends that come to me in life, and they get stuck in this, this thought loop. And someone like you and I from the outside say, well, just unstuck yourself, unstick yourself. Why are you stuck in this? Like, like my mom does this a lot. She'll do negative talk and she's 74. So she's stuck in her ways. 
And I'll go to her house and I'll see her stuck in this thought bubble, a thought loop. And I'm thinking to myself, mom, just do it this way. Like, it's not that hard to just reimagine what you can do to help your situation. But without practice, most people don't see that. You see, Jason, though, it is hard, right? If the identity is ruling the day and the subconscious program is the code that you're running by unconsciously, then like your mom, it's hard to shift that gear. It's hard for you to see a possibility that is not in the code. It's invisible. It's invisible. If if that imagination muscle has never been exercised and you've not even thought about possibilities, then you can't see what you can't see. You know, I'm going to bring up one personal point here. When I had my diagnosis for cancer a couple of years ago, I had stage one kidney cancer. And I automatically did this without realizing it. I put it in a box. My diagnosis went into a box. During the time I had to practice law and do everything I had to do for those three months when I was waiting for my surgery to get it removed, I, of course, I was stuck for three weeks in a row. But finally, I decided to manifest through my mind in my own way that this isn't going to be, you know, this isn't going to put me out of, out, of, out of action. I still have to live my life. And I, I did. I put it in a box. So I've learned from that experience to take certain things that worry me, worry me. I put that in quotes. And I put it aside. I, I don't know if that's something you you can comment on that you think manifestation is. You, you're kind of like. Well, you, you, I, I ask you the question. Prioritize it. How did you learn how to do that? Like, what prompted you to put it in a box? Survival, my mental health and survival. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Survival, because I knew that I had to be strong for everyone in my life, so I couldn't let it overwhelm me and burden me and break me down. So I had to be strong for everybody else. So that's why I decided not to. I knew that the work in, in my own mind, maybe it's my intuition. I knew I wasn't going to die from this. So I already knew the worst thing. Most people, when they think the word cancer, they're all like, oh my God, I got so much time left to live and then I'm done. Right? right. Well, most people don't realize that we have a lot of medical treatments that handle a lot of these things with early detection. I was blessed with early detection. Cancer does not equal a death sentence. So I reprogrammed myself with all that in my head. When I went through the experience of it, I compartmentalized it. And I said to myself, this isn't a death sentence. This is something I have to go through. And in my mind, I categorized it like uh, having my tonsils removed. Okay. I, I, the tumor is my tonsil. I'm having a standard procedure and I'll be fine. So I, that's how I did that. That's how I manifested that. Um, do you find that people from your experience do that similarly as well? Or what do you, what's your experience with that? Like what my example I'm trying to show. My, ex- my experience is that, Jason, that you're rare. Okay. Most people are not wired that way. Most people have not come to that conclusion. Like they'll they'll make the choice to become anxious and depressed about the fact that they have cancer and start putting their affairs in order. And every moment of every day is, oh my God, what's gonna happen to me? What's gonna happen to my kids? What's gonna happen to this? And the thought of winning and the thought of surviving is such a small little possibility that it gets no energy. And so here's the big deal, what we focus on grows. If we focus on the problem of healing or curing cancer, instead of taking the creative chance, I choose to be healthy and vital. I just choose to get through this thing. It's exactly. like getting my tonsils out. <laughs> you know, I got to do a procedure. It might be a little bit painful. There's some smart doctors there. They're going to take care of it. Not, you don't die from cancer. It's just the thing I got to deal with. I had early detection. It's great. That's a whole different perspective than, oh my God, I got a cancer diagnosis. Now, I do have to be honest. I did break down after. Now, this is the weirdest thing. I broke down and cried my head off, right? A little baby kind of thing. 
The day after I found out the cancer is gone, I have nothing in my body anymore. For some reason, it was a deferred response. It's like my body was like, okay, now you can, you know, now you can hit the impact button of what you went through. But for all that time, it was deferred, right? It's like how the mind can play a, a, a strong, powerful role. Here's the thing, Jason, right? Our emotions and our thoughts are not real. Yeah. They're illusions. They really are illusions. And we, we're making it up as we go. That's we are point. making it up, okay? And I want to share the idea of a holographic movie with you. You've all been to the movies, right? Oh, yeah. Looking at the screen. Imagine stepping into the screen and becoming the main character. Imagine that you're the producer, you're the director, you're the screenwriter, you handed out the parts, you're controlling every part of this movie. And Einstein said, look, there's only two things in the, in the world, in the universe, and that is information and energy. And when we combine information and energy together, it moves and it actually collapses the field, just like it happens in a hologram. That's how a hologram is created. So when you shift your identity or you make a choice you had the opportunity in that moment to become a cancer patient or choose to be one that is a cancer survivor. That subtle shift, it's the same thing as somebody who's a smoker and somebody who's a non-smoker. The smoker has the behavior and the characteristics of someone who smokes. They have a smoker identity. The non-smoker has a behavior set and actions of a non-smoker. They have a non-smoking identity. So when somebody tells you, oh, you have a diagnosis of cancer, in those split seconds, you made a choice to say, I'm either going to die, or this is bad, or I'm going to survive. It's just something I got to go through. That split right there, that identity comes from how you crafted that identity through your lifetime and influences from different forces and different scenarios and traumas and circumstances, potentially abuse, all, all things that happened in your life have crafted this identity. And you're fortunate to be in that place that you were in, in a short, in probably in moments where you heard that news and like you said, you put it in a box. Yes. Put it in a box for later. I'm not dealing with that. I got law school. I got more important things to deal with. I'll deal with it later. (laughs) It was just a choice. It was a decision. And what you said, you broke down later. It's because later the box actually got opened and you let that thing out. And the it was done. done. I only did it once. It was only one day. It's like my body let out all that emotional aspects of those three months in one day over two hours. And then I was fine after it. And ready to move on in life. So it's there you go. Yeah. See, having an experience like that is what gives you the power to believe that you are a manifester. You created that, yes. you manifested that, right? So as you gain evidences in your life of, of saying, Hey, I did that. That that's how I went through that. And for other people, it could be a completely traumatic experience, they could completely fall apart, and they may not make it. Right. So that's how important this conversation is, because look, <laughs> crap's going to happen. You know, COVID happened in 2020. Right. Yes. What, what's coming next? And when, when it comes into relation to career and relationships and health and all these forces that are coming at you, are you in the problem solving stance or are you in the creator stance that says, look, 
I'm the predominant creative force in my life. And I'm going to choose and determine what happens in my life stream. I love that. Right? You're your own, you're your own, you're your own guide. You're your own, you, you dictate how you are going to let those terms affect you and on what terms they are. Right. And if you can be that selective, then you can create positive flow of energy in your life, positive mindset and, and negate or isolate negative thoughts and their impact. I call them what if thoughts. Everybody calls them different things. But if you can minimize the negative impact or effect of worrying, wondering, confusion, lack of clarity, all those kind of things, right? That's so those are like the antithetical aspects of manifestation. Yeah, but what you're referring there is also attacking, let's call it the problem from the conscious mind. Okay. Okay. So what we really want to do and what's going to be easier and what's going to be more effective and actually bring you results faster is to not really know what the problem is, to not really know what caused the, the identity setup that we have, but to go to the superconscious side and basically say, superconscious, do you see what I want? Do you see the resistance that's in the way of me having what I want and experiencing what I want? And superconscious, the answer is always yes, because superconscious knows everything, connected to the infinite field of all wisdom, all knowledge, been with you there since day one, knows everything you've experienced and done. You don't have to tell it anything. It already knows. That highest version of you knows everything. And so you just say to superconscious, basically, do you see what I want? Do you see what's in the way? Can you fix it? Yes. Okay, great. Please do that now. And so we call that a recode. It's the fourth step in the five-step and that's that Microsoft-ish kind of download into our mind. So I, I, love, I, I love that analogy because everybody in the audience, either they have a Mac or they have a Windows system. They either see the little volleyball going around when there's an update or they're thinking, you know, Microsoft or whatever it is. And so our, our magnetic mental recode is about 15 minutes. So this is not years and years of figuring out what's wrong with me and what's wrong with my personality and what did my mom do to me or what did my teachers do to me or, you know, my ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. I had this traumatic experience and I'm all screwed up now, so I can't have what I want and I got to go fix all this stuff. That is most of the personal development movement where you spend eons of time going through it going through it, uncovering it, digging it up, this course, that course, this book, that retreat, that, 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 that. <laughs> I got to fix myself, I got to fix myself, I got to fix myself so I can get what I want. And I'm here to tell you today, you're not broken. There's nothing you need to fix. We just need to do an update to the identity. And then when the identity shifts, right now, you are a super conscious creator with the identity that you have, you are creating the current experience. You're creating the current reality. And there's only three places we can be. We can be totally stuck. And that's like where nothing changes, just stuck. Groundhog day, every day, okay? Stuck. The second place we can be is oscillating. Oscillating feels like three steps forward, two steps back. One step forward, one step back. And this is the feeling of like, I've created things in my life before. You know, I've had that amazing, intimate, loving relationship. I've had this successful business. I've had optimal health, but then I lost it. And like, I had it in my grasp. It was there. I was experiencing, I was loving it. And then it just kind of slipped away. And then I had to recreate it again, but it didn't stick. It didn't stay. And it just kind of went away. Right. You just described my past. <laughs> Yours and about a hundred million other people's past, right? Just telling you, that sounds like the last several years of my life. 
that, that's oscillating, right? And then where we want to be is in this place called flow. Flow is, you know, your high-grade athletes, they say they're in the zone, you know, they're making those three-point shots, they're throwing touchdown passes, whatever. You're hitting, you're hitting on something I'm going to bring up when you're done. Go ahead. You're just in the zone, right? You're turning your imagination, your vision into reality. You're, it's just flowing effortlessly, smoothly, what I want, what I want to do, it just happens, and boom, and we've all experienced that. We've all been in a flow state at some point in our life. So we do know what that feels like. And it's just the identity that needs to shift so that it becomes congruent with the desired reality. That's the key. The identity has to shift so that it becomes in alignment with the desired reality. Okay, here's my, here's my follow-up. Athletes, professional athletes, performers. One of my personal beliefs on this is that if you're in that kind of a special focus for your life, you have some level of high level intuition, manifestation, focus, whatever you want to call it. I want to see do you, I, I say that they have a, a gift with like some supercharged intuition that gives them the ability to have that level of focus and drive and, and synchronicity in their life to bring their talents into actions and become a career as a professional athlete because they live, eat, breathe, sleep, all that, you know? And I wanted to see your opinion on that in terms of manifestation. Do you believe that professional athletes or performers or anyone who's of that high caliber would they stand out? Do you think that that has to do with some level of manifestation ability and intuition? Well, here's the thing. If you read the biographies of some of those people, whether it's a Michael Jordan or a LeBron James or people like that, they are different. They're not all the same. And the one thing that they do all have in common is that they have a myriad of coaches. They, they did not reach that level of perfection by themselves or that level of selling. Tiger Woods, I mean, how many coaches has he had since he's five years old, right? I mean, people that have been looking into these athletes' lives, pointing out to them what they cannot see, offering suggestions and changes for them to change their movement, okay? Um, I know that my, my son is a very, uh, he's a professional ballet dancer in Amsterdam. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And, yeah, it's really, really wonderful. Top five ballet company in the world. But one of the characteristics that a ballet dancer needs is the body-mind connection. So that when an instructor says, oh, you need to move your hand this way or your foot needs to point that way. And they're going through the movements, you know, they're spinning around, they're jumping. And it's the coach or the instructor that is saying, look, when you're doing this, you're doing that. And for it to look perfect on stage, you need to think of that. And so they don't learn that on their own. They're being coached. You, you just raised an amazingly critical point for me. And I never thought of that. I just think that they have this un, unbridled talent, unbridled intuition or focus or manifestation in reality yeah they do have something like a, a a tabula rasa it's made of special clay so to speak but then it takes the actual coaching the mentoring to help forge it help shape it help create it create the habits create the mindset create the paradigms all those things to support that athlete in their performance or whoever it is performer that's right and so it's the same thing in this kind of work you know having a coach to guide you and show you what you can't see asking you the right questions, extracting what is there and, you know, helping you craft the right true choice and things like that. 
you know, and, and sharing the quantum physical reality with you, it just speeds up the proficiency. It just makes it happen faster. You know, can you figure it out on your own? Yeah. You know, it'll take you longer. Yeah, Tony, Tony always says this. He's like, look, man, you write a check to go faster. That's all it is. You write a check to go faster. And that's what we do. We go to courses and we buy books and we sit in seminars and we do things like that. Why? Because we want to learn something quicker, sooner, better. The problem is that 90% of courses go unused. We know this is a statistic. People buy stuff, but then they don't do it, right? And they don't really apply themselves. And again, this is why some coaching is important because a coach holds you accountable. A coach keeps reminding you about what it is you wanted. So take somebody like Michael Phelps, right? Eight-time gold medal winner. And how many times has that guy visualized, imagined, dreamed about breaking a world record? More than we probably know. (laughs) I would think. Thousands of times. It's got to be on his manifestation board. And he's probably thought about it a billion times in his head before he actually went and competed. Yeah. And when you see him before he swims, he's got headphones on. He's in some kind of zone space. He's got a routine that he's created over the 10 years that he's been swimming or longer, right? It is such a mental game to show up and perform, all right, that how many of us have even done this much of that in our own life, right? I'll give you, I'll give you one example. Before our interview today, I imagined in my head how I wanted it to go, a certain line of questions, a topic area, looking at your information before we got together. It's funny how it plays out the way you imagine it usually. It usually seems like I feel like things I imagine and things that happen come pretty close. Even with negative situations that people are like, oh my God, you got to make that call. Like for my lawyer job, my assistant's very good at saying, oh my God, you got to make that call today to talk to so-and-so. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, well, guess what? I'm going to make it an easier call than what she's thinking it is. And then it always winds up being somewhere in the middle, either a lesser degree of it or not on the same level of what some people are like, oh my God, it is that. No, it's not. It's not the worst case scenario. And I tell people, when you deal with stress, half the people come to me for readings I, I try to take, if in the first 10 minutes I read somebody, I'll say, you know, these things that you think are so critically, um, such a horrible, like life-changing event for you, minimize that. Minimize its impact on you. Look at it for what it really is. Do you think that you're going to get kicked out of your house? You're going to lose your relationship? You're going to lose your job? You're going to file bankruptcy and die all because this happened to you? No. They're in your head. They bother you. Those thoughts hit you, but isolate that stuff. That's like, that's like you know, chatter on a on a on a on a feedback loop you don't need it like you said you put it in a box yes so that idea of understanding that thoughts and emotions are not real we're creating them and if we create them to the point where they become the 800 pound gorilla in the room and they're overpowering what we love what we want the outcome we would desire and we don't give what we want any focus guess what we're going to get more of we're going to get more of what we don't want the more energy more focus, what you focus on grows and i'm sorry to hear you only spent 20 minutes for this interview i spent like three hours you know so. I, I look i knew i knew that it would be one of those interviews that i really love to do because of the topics and the free-flowing nature of our conversation i know is gonna get some people to think of these things in such a way that you know, they'll look critically at it. And I'm all about paradigm shifts. So any guest that comes on my show to help me create some paradigm shifts in people's lives in a good way, I feel like it's mission accomplished <laughs> at the end of an hour. He's giving you a dose there. No, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> One thing we do have to touch on is, okay, what are these self-sabotaging yes. 
you know, snippets of program that are in the subconscious code. I'll give you the top six. The top six is I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. I'm insignificant. I'm not perfect. And I don't belong. And all of us have an aspect of those. There's usually one or two that are pretty dominant. And they've come from some scenario in our lifetime that we adopted those to serve us, to keep us safe, to keep us from pain. And it's what we did to cope. And if we can think for a second, then in the present moment, none of us would choose those thoughts. We would not consciously choose those thoughts. We chose those things out of some sort of trauma, out of some figuring out how to get through or get by or get around or how, how do I eliminate this pain or how do I get some more satisfaction in my life? That's what we did. And like the, the one that's like, I'm not capable is an interesting one. Like that's the one that's, if you're a person that continually needs to go to school and you never launch, you need one more course, you got to do one more thing. I'm just not capable enough yet. Just not get, I want you to recognize some of the patterns. You know, I'm not good enough. It, everybody else can have that, but I can't have it because I'm not good enough for that yet. Or I'm not worthy. That other person is so much better than I am. They, they're worthy of it. They can experience that. They can have that, but I can't. Or maybe it's permission-based. Like you don't have permission to experience that. Something happened in the life stream where that permission was not granted for you to have what you would love to have. So by default, then we make decisions not from that creator stance. We don't decide on what we would just love to have. And that's the first step in the magnetic mind method is having a true choice. And a true choice, you know it's a true choice if I were to ask you, okay, Jason, why do you want that? The answer that I'm looking for from you is that I want it just because I want it. I want it just because I'd love to have it. I'd want, I want it just because I, I would love to experience that, whatever that is, right? Because if you tell me, I want this thing because when I get it, then I'll be able to get something else, then that thing is not the true choice. The something else is the true choice. So a lot of entrepreneurs come to me and they say, well, you know, I need this successful business. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to create this successful business because when I have a successful business of my own, because I'm tired of working for my boss, that guy's a so-and-so, right? So I'm going to start my own company. And when I have that, I'll have financial freedom and I'll finally have abundance. The choice of the business is not the true choice. The true choice is the experience of abundance. And what's abundance? Having more than enough, kind of like air, right? Air breathing is an experience of abundance. There's always more than enough air that you can consume in a day, right? I like that. Anybody can get into the experience of abundance by thinking about breathing. <laughs> we, we don't wake up in the morning thinking about, oh, is there going to be enough air today? No, I'm going to run out of air. No, right. air is abundant. Breathing is abundant. And so money needs to be like air. It just, there always just needs to be enough. There's always just enough to do whatever it is I'd love to do. I love that concept though. When you think oh, that you right. always have enough financial abundance in your life and, uh, that can give you the catalyst to start magnetizing abundance just by believing it in your mind and making steps to make it happen. We need to be it now in order to see it. 
So when we can take it down, some people have the thought, well, I need a million dollars in my bank account to feel abundance, or I need $100,000 in my checking account so that I can feel abundant. And what I would coach those minds right now that are thinking that thought is, no, you don't. Why, why would you want to put a limiting number on it? Maybe a million or 10 million or 100,000, whatever, maybe you're limiting yourself with that number. I'm going to say something here for me, abundance. And you could tell me if I'm wrong with how I look at it. Abundance is having the, in my life, having the freedom to work for myself, make decisions for myself, having the freedom to, I use the word freedom a couple of times here, but being able to make my own decisions, being able to look at the world for my own way. I don't have any external factors impacting me adversely that I have to worry about. When you work for somebody, you always have to worry about your boss's attitude. Is your boss going to fire you? Are you pleasing your boss? Like those kind of things. I used to work for people. Pause right there for one second. Because in the realm of infinite possibilities, that may not necessarily be true. Because if what I want is abundance and I want the experience of having more than enough and I want some freedom, is it possible that I could create a W-2 job position that gives me all of that? Definitely. It is a possibility, right? Absolutely. So if we would maybe not love to have our own business and have to go through whatever it takes to create our own company, what if we had a true choice of I am... You know, my true choice is to have a job. To some of us, the word job is a four-letter word, right? <laughs> but some people really love their jobs or want to have a job. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just what does the job bring you or what experience does that job? So you can absolutely manifest an employed scenario in which you have this freedom you don't have that accountability looking over your shoulder. You make more than enough money. You have amazing experiences. You get to travel the world. You get to do exactly what you love to do. But hey, you have a job. <laughs> Why does that matter? See, so defining what we want is way more important. And I like to use the example of my, my average perfect week. You know, what am I doing on Monday? What am I doing on Tuesday? What am I doing on Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? What am I actually doing in my life that I would love to do? You know, am I hanging out with my spouse? Am I hanging out with my children? Am I traveling around the world? Am I kite surfing on the beach? Am I hang gliding? What am I doing, right? What skiing? What would I love to do? And getting into that imagination, getting into that visualization so that from the field of infinite possibilities, that one possibility that reflects that which you love, that you would just love to have, your true choice actually shows up in your three-dimensional experience. So that's, that's an important part. And, and also knowing that my future life is not going to be better than my current life. It's just going to be different. I've had all this experience up until the present moment, and I'm just going to have a different experience going forward. It's just going to be different. It's not better. It's just different. I created all this other stuff. Now I'm just going to create something different. And that's how you stay in that creator stance, by choosing what it is you'd love to have, what you'd love to experience for no other reason than I just want it. I just want it. You know, the way you categorize it, to me, it removes stress and uncertainty in your life. That's how I see it. By the way you use the magnetic mind method, I feel like your, your, your super consciousness is helping you kind of look at it and say, you know what? 
all those irrational thoughts that are in your head, let's, let's, let's streamline this. Let's focus on what's important and let's make it work. But you don't need to be buried, buried down or burdened with these other ideas that are not going to ever happen or occur for you. So let's streamline this and let's manifest for you what you need to see, prioritize. Yep. So what we do in the magnetic, so first step is got to have that true choice. Second step is we have to create a structural tension. And the only thing I mean by that structure is the relationship between two points. And the two points is what's it like now? And what, what would I love to have? What's it like now? What would I love to have? And the mind will want to resolve that tension. The mind needs to resolve the tension. So we create that structural tension between the way it is now and what my desire is, what I want, the life that I'd love to just have and the way it is now. And we create that structural tension. The third step is to get into that emotion of the end result. The emotion is the energy. So what does it feel like to have that true choice? What does it feel like to exist and to be in that true choice and really get in touch with the feelings? And a lot of people will say, well, I'd be doing this and I'd be doing that. I didn't say what you'd be doing. I said, I want to know what it feels like to be in that reality and that true choice. So Michael Phelps has imagined himself breaking the world record and he hits that full edge and he beat his competition. He looks up in the scoreboard, he sees new world record, the crowd's going nuts and applauding. What does that feel like in that environment, right? It's the feeling of breaking a new world record. So whatever your true choice is, whatever you'd love to have, the third step is you get into the emotion of that end result. And that happens through meditation, some quiet time, exercising the imagination. The fourth step is that with a coach, you would do a recode. And all I'm doing in a recode for people is I'm talking to their superconscious self and I'm teaching them how to do that for themselves. And it takes a little while to learn that, but I talk to that superconscious aspect of who they are. And I'm saying, do you see the true choice? Do you see the resistance that's in the way to having that, which is the identity? Can you recode that? Can you realign that? Can you reorganize that? Yes. Okay, good. Please do that now. And the update gets downloaded, the subconscious mind gets updated, we do a little restart, we come out, and then the fifth step, very important, we take the next obvious action. This is where the secret and the law of attraction kind of drop the ball. Look, you're not going to manifest anything sitting on your couch in your living room just going, you know, on um, <laughs> Ferrari, I want a new Ferrari or whatnot. <laughs> okay. You have to take the next obvious action. It may be to have that conversation. It may be to pick up the phone and call someone. It may be to go down the street and do X, Y, and Z. It may be to grab that book you've been meaning to read and actually read it. It may be making a doctor's appointment. It, it, does, it may be drinking more water in a day to hydrate your physiology, right? It's your call to action. It is your call, but it's, it's an obvious call to action. Yeah. Like what's obvious and super conscious, that side of yourself will tell you what it is. When, when you're open to it and you ask your own super conscious self, okay, what is, what is my next obvious action? What should I do here? What would the person that I am becoming in the future, what would they be doing now? And when you I, ask that, right? I got to tell you something. And not to interrupt you, I always talk about future self versus present self. And I always say, Think of your future self and what would you want to do to be nice to your future self to let that come into being or 
What steps can you take to make your future self even happier with you? Yeah. Different things like that. Yeah. So there's a myriad of ways that we can get the illustration, the picture. But when we take that next obvious action, we are informing the field, this infinite possibility field, that we are serious about manifesting that possibility. It's by sending that vibration out, that information, that energy, right? That being in the emotion of the end result, recoding away the resistance, and then taking the next obvious action. That is what sends that vibratory substance into the field. And the focus goes on that possibility and brings that possibility into your present moment experience. That's how it shows up. And you don't have to worry about how it's going to show up. You just have to focus on what you want to show up and allow the universe as soon as possible to manifest the people, the circumstances, the conditions, the requirements, the education, the ability, the whatever, all of that stuff (laughs) will manifest. It'll show up. Isn't it also about having trust and faith in the universe and allowing what you do to be kind of like an agreement with the universe that you're going to manifest these things or focus on these things and that you have to have trust and understanding that they're going to come once you practice this, right? When you're a new manifester and you don't have that confidence because you got to go through your, your, your mindsets of your head and, and reshuffle or re, you know, reprioritize with your mantras, as you say, like the beginning steps um, to address the four creative steps core. I think it's success core at you. It's the creative stances core. I think it was. I like those. Those are choices, right? Choices. So I, I like them. I choose those. So now, and I choose in time becomes an I am. Okay, the I choose becomes the I am statement. Because what happens when we do an I am statement in the beginning? We have this little voice in our head that says, "Come on, you know you're full of crap." You know. You're well, then you internalize crap. it too, and you start to believe it, and then it becomes reality. Right. It begins with the choice because when it's not yet now reality, right? And you can look at your life and say, that's why we need the structural tension. This is what I want. And this is the way it is now. We're not BSing ourselves. We're not, we're not saying, oh, you know, I am this, I am this, I am that when the conscious mind knows that you're not, right? We're saying, look, this is what I want. This is the way it is now. Totally okay with the way it is now. It's fine. I'm content. I've got gratitude. It's all good. This is the way it is now. This is what I want. I'm choosing a different experience. I'm choosing a different reality. So I take that creator stance and I focus on what I want. I don't have to solve the problem. I'm just going to focus on what I want and allow the the quantum physical reality to manifest that experience for me, right? And then later on, you know, it might have started with I choose to live my true nature and purpose. And in a very short time, it could be, I am living my true nature and purpose. I am living the life that I love. I, I know I'm the, crea- the predominant creative force in my life. It was a choice and I chose it and I focused on it. And it was a true choice because I'd want it. I just want it because I want it. <laughs> and boom, there it came. It showed up. And now I, I am that. But in our imagination right now, we need to become it. We need to be it. We need to feel it. We need to see it. We need to visualize it so that we can can see it. Anything that has ever been created, ever been created in the history of the universe, first happened twice. It got created twice, once in the mind and (laughs) once in the real world. Call it the real world, right? And it's that holographic movie that we're experiencing. 
take any building, take any structure, take any vehicle. It was designed first in the imagination and the mind of someone before it became in the real, in, in the experiential reality, right? As you say that, I know it sounds weird, but I know we're running low on time, by the way, but I'll make it short. As you say that, I think of like Edison, Tesla, all these people who no one said, you know, oh, electricity, light bulbs, are you crazy? And next thing you know, we have light bulbs, electricity, and we've got all these amazing inventions and, and progress. And it's from the imagination, but it's from manifestation. You know, people manifested those inventions. They manifested the concepts. They manifested the, the leaps and bounds of advancements that our society has overgone, undergone. Yeah, they had part genius, but I almost certainly would say that they also were great manifestors. They were. I mean, take Edison, for example. I think he tried 10,000 times to find the material that made the light bulb. Well, what, do you, what if he would have stopped at 500? <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be using candles and we wouldn't have Zoom. <laughs> we actually have simultaneous things happening. You know, Tesla and Marconi, you know, were inventing on the same level across the ocean. They were on opposite sides of the ocean and their minds were. So that's the example of the field. There are other minds. If it wasn't Edison, it would have been somebody else. If it wasn't Tesla, it would have been somebody else. If it wasn't Marconi, it would have been somebody else, right? So the field, the desire for improving life or making life better or creating an invention like light or heat or sound or whatever it is, right, um, is there. It's in the minds and the hearts of other people. And so a lot of times inventions happen simultaneously. This is the issue with some patents. It got invented here and it got invented here like at the same time. And this is the evidence of the field. When things are in the field, all of our minds are connected into that field and just some of us are more sensitive than others and we utilize that connection with the field to manifest what we want so that we can have a life of less pain and more satisfaction and life becomes easier. And just as like everything evolves, the personal development industry is evolving. And this is a revolution in that because it's just easier to do it this way than the way it's always been done. Definitely. I know we're low on time. So I want to ask you, Gunther, if you can look at and share with our audience where they'd find you and where they can find your information. So that Yeah, sure. So uh, dreamlifemasters.com. I've got a couple of freebies there for your listeners. Uh, morning ritual guide, just things on getting into a routine to get into this creator mindset and uh, taking charge of your life. You know, what I hope this conversation has done for your listeners is inspired you to take action, to at least look into becoming a super conscious creator and, you know, manifesting and creating a life that you love. So if you go to dreamlifemasters.com, there's some tools there. You can also join one of my webinars for free where I go more into the science of how, you know, this process came about and then uh, another special offer I have for your listeners, because a lot of people at the end of this conversation, they're like, oh, I want to try one of those recodes. I want to see what that's all about. I want to experience a recode. So for those people that would like to do that, they can go to Quest for the Quan, Q-U-E-S-T-F-O-R-T-H-E-Q-U-A-N, questforthequan.com. And I do a massively discounted one-on-one -on -one recode session live on Zoom with you. We go through the true choice. We go through the five steps. And I'll help you experience a recode for yourself. Great. Gunther, I want to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing these amazing. I, I love anything about manifestation and having your perspective on this and talking about the magnetic mind method and just looking at the big picture. I think this is so valuable for us. Um, 
picture it as we just tried on an amazing pair of glasses that can help us see the world the way you see it. And we got to borrow those glasses for an hour. And I hope my audience goes and puts them back on for a longer period of time. Because yeah. I think the way you're looking at it and the way I see it, it helps with a lot of complex parts of our lives that don't need to be complicated at all. They could be really simple. Right. I, in, in front of my computer screen right here, I have a picture and it says, what if dot, dot, dot. I, I reflect on what if statements all the time. What if it could be easy? What if it could be different? What if it doesn't have to be this way? What if it doesn't have to be hard? What if, what if, what if, what if, right? And we're at that point in the personal development space where there is a shift. There is a paradigm shift. So instead of solving the problem from the conscious mind, we're going to solve the problem from the superconscious mind. It's easier. It's more effortless. It's more in flow. And um, like at the end of the day, we just want more satisfaction in life. We want what we want and we can get it sooner by doing it in a different way. Not, not a better way. Not, it's just different. It's just different. Last question for you. If you yeah. were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? The spirit animal. I can go first if you'd like. Yeah, go first. I, I say this on every episode, but I'll just share. My audience, I, I go with owl and I'll tell you what. It's simple. I have two parrots. I grew up with birds. I like animals, of course, like most of us do. Owls to me represent wisdom. They represent looking at the big picture, not getting stuck in the minutia of detail. And it gives me the opportunity to look at things from all perspectives. It's funny. I reflect back. I was a deckhand on a boat in uh, Alaska one time during the Valdez oil spill. And I had a skipper oh, wow. at that point. The skipper said, he said, if I come back as, a, as an animal, I'm coming back as a seagull because uh, you eat for free and you get the crap all over. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But that's not my animal. That's not the one. I'm <laughs> um, you know, I, I have never really thought about that. What <laughs> In. You know, you want to say like an eagle. I mean, yeah, you know, we get a lot of eagles. Yeah, I got a lot of eagles. Maybe we get dolphins. Yeah, a dolphin would be cool, maybe, but they're kind of locked in the water. I kind of like the view, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe I'd be stealth, like a like a puma or a tiger or something like that. You know, something powerful, of course. Oh, yeah, for sure. Something that it can um, you know, dominate its destiny and and do all that. And um, a manifesting animal. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe a wise monkey or something like that there you go like uh kafiki and uh, lion king or something like that rafiki or whatever his name i love that. that i love that i love i appreciate you coming on and sharing your information i just want to thank gunther for coming on today and sharing the magnetic mind method with each of us and talking about the importance of building your super consciousness and creating a life that you absolutely can love and appreciate uh a lot of things that i got from today's conversation i think if you were to look at these concepts, people get scared when they don't understand the concept of manifestation. I'm going to say this. It's nothing to be afraid of. Okay. First one, take that off the table. Secondly, you can do this. If I can do something and I, I don't have the greatest level of street smarts in my life, I have some book smarts, but if I can manifest and maybe I did it because I had a cancer diagnosis and learned how to do it out of necessity, Gunther's mastered it. I, I know you can do this stuff. And it's not, it's not rocket science. I mean, the brain is a complex organ and we're mind, body, spirit. And everything we do, we operate in a world that has more to it than we realize. So why would manifestation be anything foreign? So check out Gunther's information. Check out dreamlifemasters.com. Uh, I, I think that this is a great approach to utilize the magnetic mind method, study it, learn it, 
add it to your arsenal. You know, one of the things I love about this show is we can share different levels of healing modalities. And to me, this represents yet another area that you could file away, put it into your arsenal. If you need it, use it. This is stuff that will really help you. Check out the quest for the Quan. Check out each of these things we talked about today. And one of the things I'll bring up, uh, as interesting as it is, 100 years ago, we had people like Edison and Marconi and all these people dueling to advance ourselves. And look where we are now. After coming out of COVID, we've got people like Branson and Bezos trying to get into outer space. So these things never change. The world's a, a growing place. And I can tell you something. I believe Branson, Bezos, Elon Musk, all those people, athletes, they all know how to manifest. So check out dreamlifemasters.com. Check out Gunther Miller. I, I really appreciate Gunther com for coming on the show. And each of you, thank you for supporting the show. Keep an open mindset. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening you. to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one -on -one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric acid. Electric acid.